Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Ellen Road with myself, Baron Cross. Uh, no Joe Donahue this evening, uh, which I'm sure he's quite happy about as the, uh, the, the misty, icy fog rolls in. Yeah, it's been a pretty, pretty chilling night in more ways than one here at um, LS11. Uh, Leeds United won Arsenal 4, and um, pretty much tells the story, to be honest. The injury crisis is hitting very, very hard. The squad is absolutely ravaged by absences. Ten players Bielsa would have picked for tonight's team missing. I can't reel them all off. Off the top of my head, there's too many. I'm sure you're all familiar with the narrative by now as to who's missing and why. And the match, especially the first half, was, was the mismatch we, we expected. Arsenal bang in form, unchanged for the third or fourth match in a row with an array of talent on their bench to choose from as well and it showed in that first half um, Arsenal weren't even clinical and it was 3-0 at half time that's the sort of match we were talking about the, the crowd were trying and doing their best throughout the whole game and, and trying to, to bring on some kind of difference or, or make some kind of impact on Leeds but there was just so little there to motivate them and get them going. There was, there was a few big tackles that went in from a few players which, which raised the pulse a little bit, but very, very little quality on the pitch. And you, you almost felt a little bit for the players because it's such a patched-up team with a lot of players in various roles who haven't played very often with players alongside them. Drame, of course, uh, making his full debut in the league tonight. Hasn't played very often with these players in... A competitive game. Luke Alien, of course, is quite used to playing as the right side. It is the, well, sorry, no, Robin Cock was back in tonight, not played in four months. He's never really played alongside Cody Drame. Very rarely, if ever, played alongside Luke Ayling with Ayling on his left. Ayling has rarely, if ever, played as the left sided centre back. Dallas has, has never played with Ayling on his right hand side um, whilst playing at left back. Forshaw, Click and Roberts are pretty used to their positions by now and their combinations, but they couldn't lay a glove on Odegaard, Partey or Xhaka. Rafinha, we know, is used to that position, but again, he's not used to playing with Drame behind him. Harrison barely lasted half an hour after taking on a, a pretty hefty dead leg. And Joe Gelhart, of course, making his full home debut in attack. Just not his game really tonight. Arsenal smothered him, isolated him, and he... He never really had the chance to have the ball at his feet and to, and to be that wrecking ball that we know he can be. So just everything was working against Leeds and, and, and that's what happened. It was, they were, it was always going to be against the odds for them to do anything against Arsenal tonight. You know, football is football and we all, we all have seen amazing results in the past. We have seen miracles. We have seen insane odds overcome, even with this Leeds team, let alone in the history of football. But... Those, those pieces just did not fall into place tonight and without anybody having an absolute shocker there were just too many of them not quite at it and Arsenal took advantage and, and should have taken more advantage you know 3-0 at half at half time was it, it was a summary of, of, of how poor Leeds were and, and how blunt Arsenal were you know Arsenal should have been 4 or 5 up at half time and, and at that point I was dreading another five, six, seven goal hammering and the psychological impact of that. 
but thankfully Arsenal kind of showed their colours and showed why they're 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 nothing like a Man City. They're they're nothing like a title challenger. They're gonna be happy to be competing for fourth spot, uh, and they showed that in the way they they just took their foot off the gas completely and were were lacking clinical play in the second half. They became complacent, allowed Leeds back into the game without Leeds being particularly better. And again, a Rafinha penalty proves to be the route to goal for Leeds I mean I've lost track of how many penalties that is now is that four or five this season I know Rafinha's not had all of them but Leeds just didn't like scoring didn't look like scoring from open play a lot of poor decisions made in and around the box a distinct lack of quality around the box and a penalty looked like it was going to be the only way they were going to score so I know it's pretty depressing and I'm not really sugarcoating it but this run of fixtures was always going to be hard even with a full, a full strength side But nobody in the Premier League can lose 10 first-team players and not show some kind of weakness. Even with a big squad, you know, it doesn't help that Marcelo wants to run with a small squad. But that's what happens when you run with a small squad. You get absolutely decimated and you've got no chance. Even if a team like Man City or Man United were missing 10 first picks they would feel the strain and that's with a big squad with 25, 30 senior players Leeds have got 18 on a good day so it's it's, it's just it's just the way the cards have fallen it's the cards that Leeds have been dealt I know it's very easy to point fingers and say "This this is what Bielsa brought upon himself with running with a small squad but nobody can legislate for this many issues it doesn't happen very often it's never happened to Bielsa before I'm sure those of you that have followed Leeds for a few decades will not be able to remember an injury crisis like this against such impressive opposition in a division where Leeds at full strength are struggling to overcome teams. It's almost, if not completely unprecedented, and that's the kind of result that happens tonight. And they've just got to ride the storm out. Three matches, three defeats... 14 goals conceded in three games and it's Liverpool next (laughs) if you don't laugh you'll cry Um, try to push Bielsa on the injuries post-match I know we've not really got into the game yet but let's just talk about I'm trying to speak what comes to mind and I think the biggest talking point is where the club are at at the moment and the, the players that are missing because it's just outrageous so Bielsa was always going to say, you know, players' recoveries are subject to their evolution. And, you know, I put that to him and said, like, I know you're going to say this, but can you just at least give us some kind of scale as to where each of the players are at on their recovery pathway? Because, you know, even if you don't want to commit to dates, it's, it's surely obvious that some players are closer than others. And, and he gave us a little bit of clarity finally. So Cooper and Phillips, as expected, are long-term doubts, he said. So, you know, they've got no chance at Liverpool it sounds like they will be out for weeks rather than days if not months Cresswell the same shoulder injury a dislocated shoulder is what we understand apparently in the last minute of an informal training session yesterday a teammate fell on him that's how unlucky it is a teammate fell on him in the last minute of an informal training session and ruled him out (coughs) so he's not going to be a short term one either Bamford and James and Pascal Stroik are the three that Bielsa was prepared to pick out and say they have got a chance to Liverpool. Eight days now, 
and that's not if the league doesn't doesn't pause things. You know, again, we saw today Aston Villa got called off at the very very last minute. I would not be surprised if 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 one or a few of the games tomorrow got called off as well. We'll have to wait and see. But we're led to believe there's going to be a uh, a pivotal meeting on Monday between the clubs and the Premier League and you would think that's where the home truths will come out and they will have a serious conversation about what they do with the fixture calendar the impression we get is they want to push through as we've seen of course today's game's gone ahead I think Leeds are not showing any intention of, of, of looking for a, a postponement Leeds want to push on through despite the injury issues they've got no Covid problems um, Bielsa didn't say Urente had Covid but I think he did say to Sky that Urente would have a 10 day absence so by sort of putting a 10 day figure on it you would assume that's Covid but nothing like the absences that are caused by Covid at other clubs but ironically you know Leeds missing 10 players today I'd be surprised if some of the Covid hit squads having games postponed have that many players missing through Covid and yet Leeds are playing through it with injuries I understand injuries are not the same as a virus and viruses can spread very quickly and I understand why those squads are having their games postponed I completely understand that there are very legitimate health reasons for that and injuries are not contagious <laughs> or at least that's what we think so I do get that and I am poking fun a little bit in the fact that, that Leeds are playing through just as many absences as some of their peers are having, seen, are having games postponed for so we'll have to see but let's say they, they do play through we've got 8 days to Liverpool and Bielsa thinks that, that Bamford, James and Stroik are the closest and let's cross, cross our fingers that I would assume we'll hear from Bielsa either on the 23rd or Christmas Eve before, before Christmas Day ahead of the Boxing Day game and hopefully he'll give us an update there on where those players are at he, Rodrigo was ruled out as well he thinks Rodrigo's got no chance for Liverpool um, Firpo of course will be back from suspension uh, Shackleton he didn't talk about and uh, Urente he didn't talk about explicitly but as I say to Sky I think he's told Sky it'll be 10 days so I think we'll be lucky if Urente's even back for the Villa game so they got, they got done again tonight Again, everything would suggest Liverpool are going to beat them as well, unless something drastic changes. We have to take that on the chin. Villa are now flying under Gerrard, assuming that, that they're not ravaged by COVID. So the, the Villa game is important. It's at Villa Park, as I say. Gerrard is now sorry. It's at Allen Road. Gerrard is now getting his claws into Villa, and they're starting to roll a little bit. But you, you would like to think Leeds can get at them. But the Burnley game in the new year at, at Allen Road. I mean that's. That's a gigantic game. If the league table is going to fall the way we think it's going to fall, Burnley are the sort of team that Leeds have to beat and have to put another three points between themselves. So that, that's becoming a bit of a six-pointer, to be honest, the Burnley game. And then hopefully once these, these big games are out of the way, the fixture list will ease and Leeds will have some better opportunities to win games with, with more players available. Um, so to the game itself then, you know, as I say, I've run through the team a touch there. The shocks were Cresswell and Urente. They were players that Bielsa hadn't mentioned in Thursday's press conference. And as I say, Cresswell, it sounds like, was fallen upon in the last minute of yesterday's session. And Urente, it sounds like, this morning has reported an illness. Uh, Bielsa said that Urente, of a, of a team which is entirely double and triple vaccinated, he said that Urente is actually the, the player that takes his health the most serious. So I don't know what Bielsa based that on, but he says that Urente is the the most keen. 
I don't know the best way to phrase it, he takes his health more seriously than anybody in the team, Bielsa says, and, and he's fallen ill. So they were the last minute changes. Um, and yeah, it just. Arsenal were just all over them. And as I say, he should have been more clinical. Odegaard was running rings around Foreshaw. That's, that's certainly the most out, out of his depth we've seen Foreshaw. Improved second half, but first half, Odegaard was showing his quality, you know. A teenage prodigy out of Norway moves to Real Madrid. That's the kind of player we're talking about, and he's having a bit of a rebirth now with with Arsenal. But he was running rings around Warren Forshaw. Partey and Xhaka were dominating. Click and Roberts, and they just couldn't get a handle on the ball at all. To say that Martinelli scored twice, I don't actually think Drama did that bad with him. Uh, the first goal is um, is off the back of a push, isn't it? Lacazette sort of bundles into Forshaw and. I don't think you can really blame Drame for that one. And, and the second one is, is in transition. You know, Dallas's pass is, is behind Mateusz Klicker's lead to moving upfield. Arsenal turn the ball over quickly and, and Drame gets caught in transition slightly ahead of Martinelli and, and the Brazilian gets in behind him with a, a very, very good finish. But I think Drame did OK. I think Robin Cock did look rusty, as you'd expect. He wasn't horrendously bad, but Lacazette had him and Ailing tied up quite easily, to be honest. Dallas did pretty well with Saka, but was pretty banged up during the game. Dallas, you might have seen on the TV. Uh, Saka smashed the ball at his head uh, with a shot, and, uh, and, and Dallas was holding his side later on. He was getting treatment down in the southwest corner, and was holding his side and, and was struggling a little bit. But you know, Saka grew into the game more and more and made it quite hard for Dallas. But Dallas never gave up getting up the field, uh, kept overlapping, kept trying to support play. Uh, Rafini was Rafini. You know, Rafini just looks more and more like a man who's, who's tugging the trawler on his own. It was, it's been a one-man attack for so much of this season and it's just showing a little bit. And he still has that flair and he has that ability to go past people, but he just runs into traffic so often because he wants to do it on his own and feels like he has to because there's so few options around him. Harrison never really got going. You know, he was off after half an hour um, and probably played on 20 minutes longer than he should have done. You know, he took a knock quite early on and tried to run through it, but just couldn't. So Somerville came on, and as I say, Gelhart, as excited as we were, it just wasn't his game. You know, he, he never had the ball at his feet to cause the chaos as he, as he can do on the dribble. Looked isolated at times, had the odd touch here and there, won the penalty, of course, which is what he deserves credit for, drew the foul from Ben White. But it just didn't really happen for him, and of course, the subs from the bench. It was always been difficult for them with, with their lack of experience. Somerville, feels like a long time now since Somerville had that uh, that burning form in the under-23s at the start of the season. You know, in August and September, Somerville was incredible and unplayable with the 23s. But it's been a long time now since he had that momentum and he came on today and just didn't really make an impact at all. He kept overrunning the ball, kept asking for the ball, but just never did anything with it. Kept running into blind alleys, was, was, was crowded off the ball a number of times and ultimately was substituted, uh, which we didn't really have the time to ask Bielsa about after the game. Greenwood and McCarran came on quite late on, but, but didn't really see enough of the ball to have any kind of opinion on them. So, let's do some of your comments. If the phone will let me. The, I'm amazed the phone's still going. If the phone does switch off, I do apologise. It's because of the cold. Keith Quinn is watching. Mike Adams, after the 7-0 thrashing, I wish for two things. One, that I could get up to be part or our of our brilliant fans. Well, I got a ticket and it was a long seven-hour drive up from Cornwall, but so, pr 
Mike, fair play. Mike's driven seven hours from Cornwall today for that. Mike, I'll take my hat off to you. I'm not going to because it's cold, but I'll take my hat off to you. <laughs> uh, number two, I will have to put the next wishbone on hold. I think you're trying to say you're wishing for some injury, some good injury news. Uh, Naomi Clayden, Mark James, Paul McCarthy, Nigel Swinburne, they're all watching. Barry Hawkins, we need four more players. Well, Harrison, he said, isn't, isn't serious. He said Harrison's a dead leg, so he should be fine for Liverpool. And, he, and he's crossing his fingers. I can't even cross my fingers, it's that cold. He's crossing his fingers uh, that Bamford, Stroikin and James have got a chance for Liverpool. But don't hold your breath and don't hold him today. It was good of him to at least let us know who he, who he was hopeful for, but he didn't want to put a date on it. Sarah Hart is watching. John Catling. Another tough one to take onwards and upwards. Uh, Michael McGuirkin in dire need of defenders. Ben Tillotson, uh, Dennis Bellier uh, or Melia is watching. Uh, Pete Benson in Bielsa, I trust. Yeah, I mean, not talked about it yet, but Bielsa got an amazing reception today. You know, just over 48 hours since he was asked by the national press if he's fearing the sack a few days after a 7 0 defeat. Bielsa's been around long enough to know that the pressure's on and there will be a few critics now coming out of the woodwork but for those fans that come to Welland Road and don't just dwell on social media yeah, they were here today at the stadium they made him feel loved from the moment he came out on the pitch you know, his name was sung so often today and he gave a little wave to the Norman Hunter stand uh, before the match to let them know that, that he'd heard them and he did say after the match that it was quite emotional hearing the support today the fans never turned on the players even at full time they were singing repeatedly as the full-time whistle went. 4-1 down, 14 goals conceded in three games and they, they never turned on the players at all. The, the support for Bielsa and the players is incredible and, and the players of Bielsa will, will feel that, hopefully. Chris Crowder, Liverpool could be a cricket score. I'll be honest with you, if that lineup plays at Liverpool, it could, it could be another 5, 6 or 7 because it's Liverpool and that's a very, very young team patched up. But hopefully... With eight days rest, these three games have come in quite quick succession. That's three games in a week since Chelsea. You would hope that with eight days rest, these players will recover, and a few more players will join them on the field. Uh, Michael O'Riordan sent 200 stars. Thank you, Michael. That's very generous. Uh, Beryl Flowers is watching. Daryl Clark to come on, Beryl. We've been awful all season. We will before this injury crisis. Missed you. I think I've missed a, a typo there. Mark Strom is watching. Danny Watson, January sales. Charlie Jono is watching. Yvonne Smith in dire need of new players in January, MOT. Jeff Bolton is watching. Stephen Hancock, COVID card, play it. Dean Wood, Leeds cannot defend. Carol Henry is watching. David O'Brien, Marcelo wanted a small squad careful what you wish for the supporters were incredible MOT from Dublin uh, Bobby Byrne is watching Colin Finney Sky Force that game to be played when all around called off ridiculous I don't know I mean Bielsa was asked with all the injuries did he did he request or was there any push for the game to be postponed and he, and he said no you know when it's when it's 10 players out nine through injury and one through suspension that's not enough to have a game called off Bielsa wouldn't do that. We know he's, he's too fair. Uh, John Chadwick 
Simmons watching. Colin Simmons, why are we getting so many injuries day before the games? Yeah, well, I mean, my flippant reaction when I heard that Cresswell was injured, I just thought, you know, why are they, why are they doing murder ball? Why are they training so hard between such a tight turnaround between games when you've got you know, about eight players to choose from? You know, they should be wrapped up in cotton wool, you know, training them nice and gently. I know they need to train and they need to stay in the rhythm. Take them on a hard run or something, but don't, don't get them into full contact. And Bielsa said it was an informal training session, so that would make me believe it wasn't murder ball. And it's just an innocuous fall on Cresswell. I know it's frustrating, but Bielsa went through each of the injuries and he explained that Bamford injured himself celebrating against Brentford. Dan James injured himself during the game against City. But apart from that, the injuries are all coming in training and it's not through tiredness, not through overtraining. All right, last few. David Smith watching. Andrew Bulmer agree it was poor today, totally behind Bielsa. I mean, that, that's, that's the overriding message from today. Uh, Lars Amantorp Jorgensen is watching. Paul Crooks, we won't, we won't get relegated. Alan O'Brien, injuries are killing us, but given the ball away for three out of the four goals, yeah, I mean, there were some mistakes today, but I think that does come from such a disjointed selection and the players that are missing. I wrap it up there, it's getting cold, and you guys have heard enough about me talking about injuries. Um, so it's Saturday evening. We'll have Bielsa's transcript either on the website already or very shortly, so you can go and look at his long answers tonight on the injuries and, and the message to the fans. Quite a nice press conference this evening. Um, Sunday tomorrow, uh, I think we'll hear from Bielsa during the week, I expect, ahead of the Boxing Day game. And Merry Christmas to you guys. If we don't see you before Christmas Day, have a great one. Try and switch off from the football, enjoy yourselves, enjoy your families. And then, if I don't see you before... <coughs> I'll see you post-match at Anfield on Boxing Day when hopefully Leeds have salvaged their goal difference. Thanks for joining. See you soon.